Welcome to the Equipping You podcast, where our mission is to equip Alliance pastors and leaders to live spiritually healthy lives and lead healthy churches. Equipping You is a ministry of the Christian and Missionary Alliance. For more information on this podcast and other ministries of the Alliance, visit equippingyou.org. Hey, 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 welcome back to Equipping You podcast. This is season two, episode eight, final episode of the second season. Unbelievable. And we're coming to you today from Colorado Springs, the home of the U.S. Olympic Committee, who no doubt would love to recruit us, Alan. Oh, for sure. I'm Terry. Curling I want to be on the four-man bobsled team. I want to be on a curling team. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I'm also the church ministries leader in the Alliance. Yes, and I am leading church planting in Eastern PA and uh, coordinating Northeast region for Alliance Church Planting as well. And uh, I actually went to a restaurant a few months ago in uh, Minnesota where they had a curling rink. Is that what you call it? Uh, I don't think that's called a rink. Well, whatever it is, they had one of them with several lanes and unlike anything I'd ever seen before. So uh, if you want to practice your curling, you can go there. Well... Uh, our trusty producer, AJ, is with us uh, today. Glad to have him along. It's good to be here. It's also, I looked it up for us. It is called a curling rink. And um, <laughs> Terry's right again. The oh, surface my. is called the sheet. Okay. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. We're, we're both yeah. right. We believe you. We believe you, Alan. You're just saying that. Oh, my. Well, hey, we have special guest today, Dr. Amy Redding who serves as the uh, Director of uh, Candidate Recruitment and uh, Development in Church Ministries for the Alliance. She's going to talk about uh, some things related to recruiting workers, which isn't just her job. It's really all of our jobs Amen. who are in uh, ministry and leadership in the Alliance. Appreciate about Amy. I know you've seen this, Alan, uh, that she's a very passionate individual and has a great ability to connect with people. Absolutely. I love her passion for helping people discern God's calling on their life. So without further ado, grab yourself a decaf caramel macchiato with ice. <laughs> Why would we do that? Because I can't drink caffeine. So oh my goodness. That's, that's all I can drink. Grab one of those, lean back in your chair, and enjoy this episode of the Equipping You podcast. Here we go. <laughs> Well, it's our pleasure to welcome to Equipping You podcast, Dr. Amy Redding. Welcome, Amy. Thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you. So uh, give us a little bit of background about yourself. How did you get involved with the Alliance and uh, what kind of ministries have you served in? Well, I was born in the Chicago area and um, in my high school years, my dad informed me he was tired of doing construction in the north and we were moving to Florida. And so I always grown up in like independent Bible churches there. And so we found a church that had the same kind of title in it in Cape Coral, Florida. And as we started attending that church, my dad actually was helping as a youth pastor. We found out it was an Alliance church. And so we started learning about the Alliance and the Alliance family. And I always thought I was going to go to Moody Bible Institute, but in those years at this church in Cape Coral Alliance Church, I think it was called Skyline Bible Church then, um, we, I found out about Tacoa Falls College and our, um, the youth 
jumped on a bus and we went to see to Falls College. And so that was another touch point in my life of the Alliance. Um, I studied education there. Um, really, the Lord met me in that place, just grew in my faith, 30 hours of Bible. Um, and so then from there, we went back to our hometown in Fort Myers, Florida, and my husband began teaching at a Christian school that we both had attended and where we met. His name is Gary Redding. We were sitting in our church um, one day at First Alliance, now called Christ Community in Fort Myers. And I was on one side, he was on the other. We were, it was the Awana night. And so he was making sure the boys behaved at missionary conference. And I was making sure the girls behaved on the other side. (laughs) And um, the speaker that night, we had felt called to missions, but we didn't see ourselves as church planners. And so we, we kept knocking on that door, and but for right then, you know, the Lord had us there at in Fort Myers, and we heard a man speak about um, international schools, missionary kids' schools, and the need they had, and I knew right away that that is what the Lord had for me, and I actually, he did an altar call, and I left the little girls sitting there, and I went forward, and it was key for me. And, and a few minutes later, I saw that my husband had come forward also. And what I say is it was it was really good for me to have my own call to ministry and to missions, because when we went overseas with three little girls, I couldn't look at Gary and say, why did you bring me here? I <laughs> could only look at the Lord and say, Lord, I know you brought me here. I know you're with me and this is what you have for me. So we went to Quito, Ecuador and taught at Alliance Academy. Um, I taught eighth grade English, Bible and history. And then I also taught some high school Bible, and I love teaching middle school. People think that I'm crazy, but I love that age. I love them, so, too. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Good. So from there, um, we were there almost 20 years. We were there 18 years. I say I grew up there. My husband ran all the um, computer technology for the school, as well as taught apologetics and a lot of AP courses. Um, so then in 2008, the school was being turned over more to an international board. And so we came back to the United States and we were missionaries in residence at the Falls College. And I taught spiritual formation there. And that's where I really began to love that, that area of um, teaching and ministry I also um, helped lead the Christian service outreach that was required there. I was also, my claim to fame there was I was an interim chaplain for a semester. So that was kind of fun. And in the middle of all that, um, International Ministries was having some meetings there. And they asked us if we would, if I would be interested in helping um, them hire the new missionaries and be the international placement director. So I did, I did that for six and a half years. And then recently, Terry asked me to come on his team as the candidate recruitment and development um, director. And so now I, I have a, a much broader influence. Um, and Terry's goal for me, he said, is he would like more alliance people going into alliance ministry. So I've only been in this role now for two and a half months, but a lot of what I did in my previous life, I feel is helps me um, do this role that that God's called me to. Hey, one little interesting tidbit in there, uh, Amy. Tell us about uh, tell us about your grandfather. 
Yeah, I say that's my real claim to fame is my grandfather's Art Roarheim, and he started um, Awana Clubs and um, with, uh, with Lance Latham. Lance Latham was his mentor, and that was also in the era of Paul Rader, who has a you know connection to the Alliance. And so all, all of that is kind of interesting how it connects to my life. What I really like about my grandfather is somebody in New Tribes encouraged him to come, I think it was to go to Venezuela. And while he was there, he realized that Awana could go internationally. And, and I just love, he, he was such an evangelist. He had a heart for the lost and lost children. And so Awana exploded after that overseas so i like i like that heritage that i have yeah, that's great that's heritage. a great heritage yeah. absolutely thank you <laughs> well amy anybody that gets to know you knows that you are a passionate person uh what do you love about what you do what i love about what i do is i mean i remember in my life people coming alongside of me and helping me figure out this calling for ministry that god's god put on my life and to me, that's that's a huge honor to come alongside somebody who feels called into ministry, especially within the Alliance family, and helping them get on that path towards what God has for them, because I saw what it did in our life. So that is like my, that is such an honor to even, you know, to be welcomed into someone's journey and story and encourage them to move forward into ministry. Yeah, that's, good stuff. That's great. You know, you're working to uh, recruit and prepare workers for Alliance Ministry. What are what are some of the pipelines that you see uh, that our workers are coming through, future workers? Um, it's interesting, Terry, because right now I am in the Alliance Northwest, and I was able to go to their dis- district conference or what they call Field Forum, and I was talking to a lot of younger people, uh, some people from RTI trying trying to figure this very thing out. What is RTI? Tell us what RTI is. RTI is Reach Training Institute, and that is out of um, the Salem Alliance Church, and it's actually like a ministry training school that they have a partnership with Crown College. And so students can, who feel called to ministry, either um, nations or neighborhoods, can um, meet our requirements for accreditation there, get licensed and get into ministry. So that is actually one of the pipelines that is kind of springing up in the Alliance. Um, We have some other opportunities like that. I know at Fairhaven, at Grace Church in Omaha, um, several of these training places are happening within the church. And we're excited about that. I remember Steve Fowler telling me that you know, they would actually use commitment cards with their youth and they would feel called to ministry. And then they felt like they weren't doing a really good job helping those young people get the training they needed. And so that's why that kind of um, sprung up at um, at Salem. Another, another pipeline that I believe strongly in is our um, Four Alliance Colleges. And when I talk about pipeline, I feel like if you're called to ministry, you're going to need some training. And so these smaller um, like Bible training things that are popping up at our churches is one pipeline. Then the second one, and maybe a really strong one, and one we've had for over 100 years, are our Alliance Colleges. And so we have um, Simpson and Redding, California. 
Nyack in Nyack, New York, and in, in Manhattan, um, Tocoa Falls College in Tocoa, Georgia, and then Crown College in St. Bonifacius, Minnesota. And I feel strongly, Terry and I have been visiting those schools, trying to just encourage the, the campus and the presidents that, you know, we really value what goes on here. We value the training, the training in Bible, the training for ministry. And one of the things that's key for me about the, our, our Alliance Colleges is that we have campus, what we call campus representatives that are there. And our four campus reps will walk a student who comes in as a freshman and, and really senses God's calling them to ministry and they want to serve with the Alliance. That campus rep will walk them through steps to accreditation. They will lead them in accreditation, which will then allow them their senior year to um, look for jobs within the Alliance, within ministry. So that is, uh, that's a key pipeline, I feel. And we have Alliance professors that are in each one of these places also. Um, so it's just a really good place, I feel, for many people to go away and, you know, grow up a little bit, become an adult, learn who they are in Christ, get the training they need. And Terry, I also think what people don't realize is that we have what's called the loan repayment scholarship. If a, a student comes they study ministry, they get accredited, and they get hired by an Alliance church or Alliance ministry, they can apply for the loan repayment scholarship. And that allows them every $4,000 they pay in, um, in a year, This and if they get into the loan repayment scholarship plan, we, they're accepted, we match that for three years. So I'm I'm seeing more and more kids coming out or young adults coming out with twenty to twenty five thousand if they're really careful, and so in the course of three years, while getting experience, while being in the alliance, they could potentially pay down twenty four thousand dollars of their debt. That's great. So that pipeline, we're trying to encourage people to go into that pipeline. It's a strong one. Also, another uh, pipeline we know of is that there are some very strong schools around the United States where a lot of our Alliance um, students are going. That is also a place where they can get Bible, they can get training, they can attend an Alliance church when they're there in the area, hopefully, and that district and that church that they attend will help move them forward. And then the district could help them get accredited, say if they went to Moody they could take the Bible courses, they could attend Alliance Church, and then the district would help them get accredited, and they could go into ministry that way through their district. Those are just kind of three general pipelines that we've no. seen. And also, I would say for international ministries, if a young person feels called to be like a medical doctor overseas, they could go to a really good um, school and attend an Alliance Church get connected with their district, and they could also um, serve with the Alliance overseas in a vocational way. Yeah. So that is an, another pipeline that we have as far as ministry goes. That's good. Ministerial study program is another one. Steve Grusendorf yes. has just taken up leadership yes. in that. CM yes. Alliance U, if you want to check that out, cmallianceu.org. Yes. And, uh, Can I uh, say something about that? I was just sure. yeah. talking to a young woman last night who feels called to um, she, they're actually asking her to help lead the youth right now, but she has no Bible background. 
And and I was telling her about these different options, and none of those seemed to fit her. And I told her about the ministerial study program, and right away her eyes lit up, and she said, I have never heard of this. How can I find out more information? That sounds perfect for me. That's exactly what I need. So she was very encouraged about the ministerial study program, and we have some new leadership there. So I just feel it might be a really good fit for some people. That's great stuff. So – in our district, in Eastern PA, we've had uh, called ones conferences, uh, which is really yeah. good for anybody of any age thinking about going into ministry. But typically, the majority of the people that attend are high school and college students. So what would you say are some things that uh, people, uh, high school or college students, would say to help them get some clarity on God's call for them into ministry? Great question. I I have this, I ask this very thing of our Alliance Youth Director, Dan Bull. And ask him, you know, what would you say, Dan? And what are you saying? And I think one of the things we do have a website that's called to serve.org. And that is one place where people can go and then we will bridge them to the right person to talk to. So that is one key place that um, a high schooler or a college student could go to, whether they're, you know, wherever they are in the United States or even in the world as far as like if they were an envisioned person overseas, they could use call to serve. But what Dan said to me, and I really like this is he feels, and I feel this, especially for a high school student, they need to find a mentor. Mm, They need to find somebody who's going to walk with them, disciple them, help them, you know, figure out what their spiritual gifts are. So I think that is key is, is find a mentor within your church or within your district that's going to help you and talk to you and come alongside of you. And then I would also say one key thing is that they would be involved in their local church because that's where you start to sense what you're passionate about as far as ministry goes. I mean, wouldn't you agree with that? The local church is a perfect place for that. Absolutely. And and not just taking the offering or serving the nursery, but looking for ways that they can actually – you know, start stepping out and maybe teaching. Maybe they yes. can teach in the kids' ministry or help teach in uh, the youth ministry or something like that. That's, that is a key, uh, important way to bridge into ministry is to get involved in your local church. So I think that is really important for a high school student to be mentored, to get involved, to be, be discipled. Um, same for college students. Um, I, I had a conversation with some Crown students I have a little bit of a problem uh, when college students say they're called to ministry, called to be a, a pastor, youth pastor, and they're not attending church in their college years. And so I asked some Crown students, you know, I asked two young women who are athletes. They're very involved at Crown. What about this topic? And they said, for sure, you have you should be in your local church in your college years. And it is possible. So Absolutely um, it is. Yeah, I think that is really important, you know, that they learn that. Yeah. So when we talk about our need for Alliance workers, what kind of workers do we need? Well, um, as I have been around in in many of the different districts, one thing that I know of right now, I've spoken to my friend Sally Fry, who does leadership development for the Alliance in the Northeast. She informed me that they have places for church planners to plug in. And they have finances, but right now, Alan, they have no church planners that they can really turn to. Mm. 
Um, I've heard that. this from other districts. I've yep. talked to Yvonne Marti, Assistant Vice President for Church Ministries. So one of the things we need are church planners. And I also have talked with churches that need youth workers and they need children's ministry. They need women's ministry. A, a new thing that we're seeing spring up also is more of a community outreach pastor, community outreach director. Churches are longing to reach out to their community and they don't really know how to do that. So we have a need for that. And then in the past six and a half years, I would help um, put our ministry opportunity descriptions online for our overseas positions. And I knew, know every year we would put positions and maybe a fourth of them were filled. So we have a real need um, overseas as well in many different aspects for people to go um, into missions. That's still um, the heartbeat of the Alliance as as, as well as planning churches. Yeah, and so uh, not only church planners needed overseas, but also uh, other specialties, uh, people yeah. that teach English, even business people through Marketplace Ministries, right. all kinds of yeah. opportunities. So uh, if you don't see yourself as a church planner necessarily, that doesn't rule you out. Absolutely. Uh, there are right. creative ways needed yeah. to get into certain countries. So, Amy, we got a lot of Alliance pastors, youth pastors, kids pastors, lay leaders out there listening. How can they help us raise up workers, both workers for the U.S. and international workers? I love that question. And here, being in the um, the Alliance Northwest this past week, I I had a lot of pastors and a lot of youth pastors asking me, hey, we have a person. How do we, how can we encourage them? How can we move them forward? And I think that just them asking that is is a very important um, part of this story for a young person that they're watching out. They're, They're looking for these young people or even, you know, older people that are called to ministry. I feel I... I call these people bridges, pastors, youth pastors, children's workers can be bridges for a young person um, to our colleges, to training, to the district, maybe back even to their own church, say, I see this in you. You need to hone in on this for a little while. Let's see how you feel about children's ministry. I'll help you get connected in the local church. And then let's see if this is a passion of yours. Um, And then I, I also believe, Terry, that, you know, we we have a generation, we have a world right now with a lot of hurting people that have had a lot of woundedness. So I think also helping young people work through their um, woundedness is huge, like soul care or yeah. something like that, helping them take care of some of those issues or, or even addictions. You know, that's how a youth pastor or a pastor can encourage the person while they're in their church is help them walk towards that. And then later on, bridge them to one of these opportunities for training, I think is important. Yeah, I appreciate what you said that uh, ICNU, uh, those four words can make the world of a difference in a person's life. When Terry, actually, Terry, you have a powerful story of your pastor uh, seeing something in you. I, I think you should share that, yes. actually. Yeah, well, yes. yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably 16 or 17 years old standing outside in the parking lot after church on a Wednesday night. And uh, he came up to me and asked me if I'd ever 
considered the fact that God might be calling me into pastoral ministry, uh, or you know, if I'd ever considered going to Bible college. And uh, the answer from I don't know what I said to him that night, but the answer was no. I hadn't really thought of. It. I didn't see those kind of things in me, but he saw them yeah. uh, in me and spoke into my life in in powerful ways. So those are uh, things that we need to pay attention to the prompting of the Spirit and speak into the lives of uh, other people. Yeah, that's a powerful story. You know, I appreciate I, you sharing that. Similar story of I'm um, help, helping lead the women's ministry at my church right now, and there's a young young mom who's coming to one of our Bible studies, and she's been a teacher, but now she's a mom, and I just sense this in her that she's longing to teach again. And so I asked her to either co-teach or to lead one of the sessions that, that I'm, that is assigned to me because I just feel like we need to be looking for that intentionally for how can we bridge people into ministry? And so she right away, her eyes lit up and she said, yes, I would, I would really be interested in that. So who knows where that will lead, but I was intentionally looking for that, you know? Yeah. Yep. Eyes for it. Having the eyes for it is a beautiful yeah. thing. Yes. Yep, for sure. Well, you, in fact, are a woman in ministry <laughs> and yes. uh, in, uh, working on consecration, so I heard, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, yes. So why don't you tell us about some of the challenges that you've faced along that, that journey? Uh, and then if you would... Tell, tell a young woman, uh, what you, would you say to her on her journey towards ministry? I am, a, I am a leader. So, I mean, that's one of the giftings God's given me. Yeah, you sure are. And I also believe in self-leadership, you know. So, yes, I needed a pastor or someone to come along and see these things in me. But I also am responsible for the gifts that God's given me. And so I, my posture was just to be listening. Where can I fit in? Where am I needed? I started out, you know, helping with children's ministry in my church, helping with BS, teaching a, a class. Then I sensed God leading me into education. And I, I think for me is like for anybody, a man or a woman, just obeying the next steps God had for me. Mm-hmm. And he's always opening doors and showing me what he wants me to do next in ministry. So I haven't had this worried posture per se about, oh, I'm a woman. What can I do? I was just saying, here's my giftings. Lord, use me. Where would you have me do this? And so I was able to, you know, use my gifts overseas in a a teaching role. And then coming back, you know, I plugging in at the college, being able to use my teaching gift there. Um, and then it was an honor to be asked by the Alliance to be a woman in leadership at the national level as a director. That was a huge honor and one I t- took very seriously. <laughs> and so I felt God leading me into that. And, you know, one, one of the kind of interesting pieces of that is that I would say is I was asked onto a leadership team at that time. So like for about four or five years where I was the only woman on that team. And I, I felt, you know, that was a huge honor. And all the men on that team treated me with such respect. And I knew they would help me in any way. But I would say it was difficult for me to be the only woman on that team. Mm. And I think it would have been a, a more positive experience if there had been another woman to share with and to be with, you know, even in travel and things like that. So that wasn't a huge 
issue for me, but it was just a little concern that I had. It could have been a more positive experience. And also, I was able to go with Sally Fry throughout the United States, and we did some um, kind of like ministry forums with women just to hear their heart and hear what some of the things that they would say about being a woman in ministry in the Alliance. And, you know, Alan, one of the things I came away with is that I feel like there's a, there's a pretty good um, track for women who are called to missions and they kind of know the path, but I felt like coming away from that, that we haven't done a really good job of communicating to young women who are called to the church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are the paths for you and what are the ways that you can plug in and are you needed? And that was really good for me. I felt like I was looking into the eyes of a new group that I didn't know existed of women called to minister in the church at a, you know, that are accredited and licensed. Mm -hmm. And so that now in my new role, that is a passion for me to help them say, Hey, help them see there is a role for you. Here's your path. Here is the way to go. And we will be behind you. We will be championing, championing you. And I think at the district level now, there's many women that, you know, who are consecrated who can also come alongside that young woman and help them get into ministry. I met, This past week, I met four young women, all different backgrounds, who are feeling called to the church. Amen. And I was thrilled by that, you know, and I was able to say, hey, here's some different pathways. You know, there's a, there is a role for you. We welcome you. And I think that is the number one thing as men, we need to be having a welcoming posture and helping young women. I feel like pastors and youth pastors need to understand our tracks and how to get young women training as well as for young men, you know, know that that's, I feel like your responsibility to figure that out and be able to move them forward if they are called to ministry. Well, we appreciate Amy, your, uh passion for raising up the next generation of leaders, men and women, for our Alliance movement. Very glad to have you on our church ministries team. You represent us exceptionally (laughs) uh, well. So thanks for joining us on the Equipping You podcast uh, today. You've given us some great insight on uh, raising up workers for the harvest. May God continue to bless uh, you and your ministry, you and Gary and your family and uh, your ministry in the local church where we both attend together, Clayhouse Church in Colorado Springs. So thanks thanks so much, Amy. Thank you. It was an honor to talk with you guys today. All right. Likewise. Well, Alan, great to hear some of uh, Amy's passion uh, today. She's uh, really a great leader, and we're thankful to have her uh, in the Alliance and sure are. out there recruiting workers. So uh, remember... Recruiting workers for the Alliance is teamwork. It starts in the local church. That's my story, as uh, Alan prompted me to share earlier. So if you're a pastor, youth pastor, children's ministry pastor, a worker, lay leader in the local church, uh, be speaking into the lives of young people as you see in them the gifts and abilities that could be translated into uh, uh, ministry, whether overseas or here in the U.S. I believe there are just oodles of people out there listening to this podcast, Alan, and uh, we're grateful for them, aren't we? We sure are very grateful for them, uh, especially as we wrap up season two. We know this is spreading and we're thankful for everybody sharing it uh, with their friends and on social media and just keep on doing it. Yep. We want to see you equipped 
we want to be equipped to serve the Lord better, and we want to see you equipped Amen. to serve the Lord better. So thanks for being a part of this second season of Equipping You podcast. We look forward to season three coming your way uh, sometime late in 2019 or early in 2020. Until then, you know what to do. Keep the faith. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Equipping You podcast. If you liked this episode, please consider subscribing and rating our channel. We hope you will join us for our next episode. For more information on this podcast and other ministries of the Alliance, visit equippingyou.org.